Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. It's me, Boozer. And I'm the Brain. And today we have got two of the three lovely looking beers from Left Handed Giants' seventh birthday. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. A really interesting brewery. Um, and these are both collaboration beers. We'll be starting off uh, with This Is The Way, which is a Belgian pale brewed in collaboration with St. Mars of the Desert. That's coming in at 5.6% and in a 440ml can. And then we're going to follow that with We Celebrate, which is a dark ruby mild at 5.7% in a 440ml can. And this one is a collaboration with New Barns, Brewers of Leith. Indeed it is. And there are a couple of really nice looking beers. I mean, I love left-handed giants artwork or LHG, as we shall be calling them for the rest of this, because that's much for easier. For sake of brevity, indeed. For sake of brevity. And that's also how they sell themselves on their can artwork. So I don't feel bad about doing that. Yeah, um, I mean, that's, that's fair. Yeah, but yeah, they have a dis- very distinctive style with their sort of, um, their avatar chap, who is kind of like a, blueberry headed man it's something like that isn't it i mean it's definitely yeah. a recurring theme of a character for the seventh birthday yeah. um i mean their artwork is brilliant anyway this is the it first is. time they featured on the podcast although not the first time we've drunk them together Indeed. um but yeah i mean there's definitely a recurring theme of of the character going through but uh yeah i mean their artwork is always fascinating and you know these wonderful birthday beers are no different really you've got a wonderful central cell of what's going on and then wonderful bits and bobs almost sort of comic strippy uh, i was gonna going say like a sort of old-fashioned it. newspaper comic almost but it's yeah really no good. i mean it, it looks fantastic and um yeah i mean this first one the belgian pale there's a wonderful sort of brown note to it um I mean, if I'm trying to follow the stories uh, the, the uh, idea of finding the the gem or the diamond within i guess yeah, I guess so. To be um, honest, I I can't really see anything beyond the the blueberry chaps really quite impressively per- buttocks on the front of this. I, they they really do draw the eye in. You're, you're I, having I an really with them, aren't you? Let's face it. <laughs> I can't look away. <laughs> well, that says more about you than it does the rest of us. Anyway. <laughs> um, a, a great brewery in terms of the fact that they do tell us all the nerdy information that we, yeah, uh, or we some of the that. nerdy information that we want to know. So here we've got um, Halatau Mittelfröhrleaf, which is the hop that's been in the kettle with it. And then it's been dry hopped as well with SARS T90. Okay, cool. So you've got a classic German hop there. And SARS is a classic Pilsner hop. So this should be quite interesting. I love the fact they've added the detail of what was in the kettle and what was dry hopped as well. So you just know when and yeah, how it's I been like used. That. And they also tell you what format the hops were in because the Halatau was in leaf form and the SARS was in T90 pellets. I mean, mm. that is that is nice and nerdy. I like that a lot. That is a good, nice bit of thing. I mean, there's no information on any other ingredients. So I no, true. I mean, I guess I assume being a Belgian, <laughs> and I know the Reinheitsgebot is german not belgian but i'm guessing it's traditional it looks in that like regard it. it looks like it's gonna be it's a belgian pale which is a fairly traditional style isn't it so yeah yeah exactly um i, I mean 
it's funny actually i've just realized it doesn't have an ingredients list i was just thinking it doesn't has an allergens list it does have an allergens list but the um, ingredients list. And it tells us what huh. hops, and it says blue, brewed with our friends St. Mars of the Desert to celebrate our seventh birthday, but that's all there is. Oh, well, okay. And that's what I mean. That's why I'm kind of assuming it's following the Reinhardtsgebot in just that those are the ingredients and that's it. I, I guess so. We don't yeah. need any other information because as a beer lover, it's kind of already there. I'm pretty much assuming that in this in this beer, there aren't going to be any, any adjuncts. I mean, why would there be? I mean, they'd have labelled them if there were, surely. Yeah, exactly. Right, well, let's let's get it open. Right, well, let's give it a go. Mm. Oh, that's a nice bready nose. That's a very nice bready nose, yeah. Cheeky. Ooh. E, it's a lively little bugger, this one. It It's incredibly long. I'll try to pour it carefully, but there is... Uh, <laughs> It's a very, very mainland European head on top of my beer. I'm just going to put it that way. There is no getting around it. Yeah, I. to be honest, the second mine hit the glass, it just went... Boom. It just sort of exploded in froth. It's excited. It's excited to get in the glass and be drunk. It's very like exciting. Lovely, uneven bubbles in the head that is dissipating fairly quickly, mm. to be fair. Lovely, clear, straw-yellow colour to it as well. Looks. It really is, and enticing. in terms of how one must pour a beer. Like a Although there's a big head on there, it's dissipating incredibly quickly. So actually you're just knocking the CO2 out really nicely and then it's just going to be ready to drink, right? Yeah, it's going to be lovely. Absolutely. This is an excellent time to preach patience when it comes to your beer drinking because one's patience is always rewarded. I, I'm he sorry, patience? chirping crickets of dead air. <laughs> um, no, I, no, no. Patience is not a virtue well, I have what, time for. Let me let me fill the the waiting with a little bit about left-handed giant uh, oh, because they're they're really cool. On. No, no, this this is great because they're a really cool brewery. Um, so they're Bristol based, and we know that there's a lot of really good breweries in Bristol. Basically, um, they have a bloody brilliant tap room in the middle of Bristol with they do indeed, kitchen and yeah. everything. It's worth a visit. They've got three premises in fact right across the city um they do a wide variety of styles and they started um as is so often the case with really good modern breweries uh in 2014 um with a home brewer chap, chap called rich pool um with a 200 liter kit and um that developed uh with the collaboration of his friends bruce gray and jack granger into a cuckoo brewery operation that was called left-handed giant they didn't start operating as a physical brewery until 2017 and then they crowdsourced the money to build their brew pub um overlooking the the floating harbor in the center of bristol which they raised they raised over a million pounds from the local community to to open that in 2019 um they've now got two brewing sites as well so they produce you know Four thousand hectolitres of beer annually, so they're still, you know, pretty small, but a decent operation. Um, all sold through independent pubs, bars, and bottle shops. Um, I mean, obviously, the majority through their own brew pub and their tap room, um, and they're community owned, but are aiming within the next few years to execute an employee buyout, which would make them one of very, very few um, employee-owned breweries in the UK, which nice. is really, really awesome. 
Yeah, and they, they actually say on the website, independence and the freedom to express our creativity is central to our business. And we believe that giving our team ownership and leadership of our company is crucial to ensuring this remains the case throughout our brewery's long lifetime. What a brilliant ethos. Oh, and just, you know, thrown off into a corner is the fact that they've also planted over 25,000 trees in their lifetime as a brewery. So all in all, yeah, nice one. Very cool, left-handed Very giant. Very nice one. Left-handed giant, if you. you listen to this episode, it's not often I listen to what he says. I, I, I just don't. It's true. Truth. But the fact that you are, you know, company-owned and employee-owned, please don't let getting big be a factor there because... Um, yeah, stick to your you principles, know, don't, guys. Don't ruin it brilliant. because you're clearly doing amazing things absolutely outside of the beer and the beers we've had before that we haven't had on the podcast have been outstanding so i'm really hoping yeah. that this will be a continuation thereof and honestly if you're listening i actually take that as a compliment because normally when i start talking about anything other than beer that's his cue to just sort of nod off or do something else or get on with his knitting no so... i'm sorry that's not fair and that's not true when you start talking about anything i will have a nap oh yes good point yeah no it's it's not exclusive to any one subject so beer 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 cheers cheers Ooh. oh i'm gonna dust off one of my favorite words that i haven't used in a while that is delightful mm. that is intriguing i mean i certainly for myself this is the first time that i can think of that i've had a belgian pale I've had plenty of Belgian beer. I've had plenty of Belgian styles. Mm. It's the first time I can think of um, an actual Belgian pale that I've had. And it's intriguing yeah. because it has wonderful characteristics of the Belgian beer. The, those esters are playing fantastically in there. I'd loved, they've been brilliant with telling us what um, hops are in there. I'd love to know what yeast they're using in there as well. I would as well. That's always key with Belgian actually, style beers. It's, yeah, it's quite important info. Mm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, do they have a house strain, for example? Well, in, yeah. indeed. Is it a house strain from LHG, or is it a house strain from St. Mars of the Desert, which I don't know much about, but I know that they do sort of veer more yeah, to towards be. that region of beers as opposed to LHG. All the ones mm. that I've had before have been, you know, really lovely stouty-type things or really lovely fruity, soury-type things. Like, quintessentially english independent small brewery stuff that they do brilliantly right. whereas this i mean this is why i got this for us for the episode it bounced off the shelves because it felt so different to what i've seen from them before yeah 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 what they're doing here really is they're just they're doing their take on a really classic brilliant european style and it's it's simplicity itself and i mean that in a good way the nose is all as you'd expect from a classic, a classic Belgian blonde, it's all sort of slightly corny and slightly yeasty and slightly malty bready. And then as you dive into it, well, there's a rich butteriness to it, which is absolutely lovely. And then you get all those, um, all those slightly sweet malty bready notes, and that gives way to a slightly dry, very slightly fruity estery finish. I was about to say, I'm getting wonderful citrus in there. spicy banana-y estuary notes from this. Yeah, there's, there's definitely a hint of spice. It's it's not simplicity, it's simplexity, I suppose, is, is a better a better way of putting it. 
because this is a beer that's definitely simple on the surface, but has layers of complexity if you want to dig into them. Um, it's it's really well brewed, I have to say, and I think the the fact they're calling it a Belgian pale, I think, is actually misleading us slightly. I wonder if that's just their take on Belgian blonde, or their their name for that. I I, I may be completely completely wrong and making that up, but. I do wonder because this has all the hallmarks of an absolutely classic Belgian blonde and a and a damn good one actually. I mean, I would if I were tasting this blind, I'd have said, "Yep, that's a Belgian beer, and that is produced by a Belgian brewery." I mean, that is incredibly high praise. It it's I wonderful. So. It rides really nicely. I mean, certainly for me, I'm getting a lovely that sort of malty bready note at the very start. Mm. Um. And then that wonderful estuary high, that sweetness. And then there's a bit of a nice sort of, not a, not a hugely long end to it, but long enough. And mm. there's a nice sort of dryness at the end that just balances all the things that are going on. Yeah, it's very, it, there's a crispness to the finish there. Yeah. That actually reminds me very slightly of, um, of a Pilsner. And I think that's where the SARS is coming in. It's nice. I mean, it almost feels... Sort talking about what we're doing, talking about what I mean, you know more about Belgian beers than I do, ever so slightly. But the idea of the different hops, the idea of you saying that one is quintessentially pilsner. I mean, dare I say, as I say, this is the first time I've had a Belgian pale, but maybe like this is trying to ride a little bit of a wave of different Belgian styles, but at the same time containing right. all of them in a really nice, neat package. I mean, I don't know how they're doing it, but it yeah, it works incredibly Possibly. well. Yeah. It, it no, it is because it's it's got all the characteristics of a blonde, but there are some slightly beery notes, and then there's that slightly pilsnery note. Maybe it's a little bit of a fusion sort of thing they're going for here. It's it's a, actually a really interesting beer. I mean, you, you know, you could just you could just sit and, and just enjoy this in a very straightforward way for for what it is a very pleasant, refreshing golden ale. European style golden ale and it'll be incredibly satisfying for that but if you want to just peel away those outer layers and look for something a bit deeper it's there I think and and you find that this is actually a very very cleverly brewed well brewed beer from from a brewery that's that really knows what it's doing and I think this is I don't know if this is going to come across the right way, but this is this feels very grown up. Does that make sense? It does. No, it absolutely does. I mean, they're, they're, as you say, there is so much going on with this, but mm. quintessentially, it's bloody delicious. And it does so many yeah, wonderful is. things exactly. in such That's a great wonderful. way yeah. that I'm impressed with both how simple and how complicated that it, this is because... Yeah. You know, over the course of all the beers that we've had over our time of drinking together, we've had some lovely simple beers. We we've have. had some very lovely complicated beers. We have. But I, I'm struggling at the moment to think of many that have really ridden that wave nicely of being both. A little bit of both. And yeah. being both incredibly well. Yeah. And there are many, you know, because that's a hard balance to strike because essentially you're appealing to two different types of consumer at once there. That is true. Um, and I mean, hell, ultimately I could, 
and will and have prattle on endlessly about this with all sorts of feculent rubbish. But the truth is, True. all you that do. really matters is, is it good? Yes, it is and tasty beer. It is. That, well, there is no doubt. I suppose that brings us rather nicely to talk about rating it. What an excellent idea. I mean, this is this is going to have to get a good rating. Oh, it's um, well deserving of one. It uh, obviously, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think I can't have just said everything. If, I've said is, about if you haven't guessed that by the time we've just been waxing lyrical <laughs> about it, it, it yeah. it's pretty good. I don't think I'm giving away much of a spoiler here to suggest this is not going to be a two point five. Um, oh, it takes a lot for a beer to be a two point five. Well, it has to be just basically competent but nothing more as far as i'm concerned I do, even beers like that get higher than 2.5 from us let's face it mm. true anyway that's not this beer no it's not so 3.5 has got to be the minimum yeah do i want to give this a 3.75 that i think is I, the question for me i think this is no. worth at least a 3.75 yeah i, t- I think this for me is worth be. a 3.85 Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. It's it's brilliant. It's really clever in what it's doing. It's it's um, very very. Good. It's not quite reaching the special echelons of a four point something for me. Not quite. No, it's and not that's why I think that's why I think that level, yeah, but... three point seven five for me. I think that's a, a decent yeah. review. So obviously round down to three point seven five. Um, yeah. but I think that's well deserving of a, a really good opener. I think that's fair. Yeah. I think that is absolutely fair. And I'm going to stop just short. I'm going to say for me, this is like a 3.7, I think. Fair enough. Um, but it, I don't want to do it a disservice because it's a strong one. You know, this is yeah. this is very good. Um, so, yeah, be in no doubt, this is a really good 3.5 from me. Uh, well, yeah. Should we move on to the next one? Yeah, I'm excited to. Do you know, I've just realised the name of that beer. It's a great name. Do we think possibly it might be some sort of reference to the Mandalorian? Other space opera-based TV series are available. (laughs) Do you know what? With a beer name like This Is The Way, given the time of year and the time it's come out, I I would be surprised if there wasn't some sort of link there. Yeah, which only I, endears it to me more. I have to say. I mean, yeah, I'm not not going to disagree with you there at all. Um, you know, it's yeah, I mean, a great series. If any of you haven't watched it for whatever reason, if if you're not particularly into Star Wars, again, other space based legacies are available. It's it, nice. it's worth watching. It is worth watching. There's a few references that you may or may not get if you're not Absolutely. into it, but it is a very right, so. good series, and I'm, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to when they finally do some more. But um, so, yeah, definitely. Right, so for our full for our full review of the Mandalorian. <laughs> oh God, I'm not starting another bloody podcast with you. <laughs> Right, should we move on to the dark saber, a darker beer of the two? I think we possibly should. And uh, as a reminder, that is a lovely dark ruby mild called We Celebrate, Mm -hmm. which sounds quintessentially birthday, doesn't it? Let's be honest about it. Um, And again, 
wonderful but possibly abridged information on the side. Yeah, oh, brewed with our friends so. New Barnes Brewery to celebrate our seventh birthday. Yeah, okay, we get it. It's your seventh oh, birthday. Lovely. Okay. Um, and lovely, lovely allergens at the bottom. Fantastic. But this time... It gives the, us the malt they, they, bill. Yeah, they give us the malt bill, which I guess is important yeah. here more than anything else. But we've got Marisotta, I mean, yeah, for a Crystal mild. Dark, Rye, Amber, Crystal Rye. And it's a wonderful list. And I, you know, I'm, I'm also going to say, before I sort of crack into the, uh, the can artwork, which again is wonderfully comic-based, not often that you see a up-to-date independent brewery, and I use my words very carefully there, brewing a mild, which is quintessentially yeah. traditional. I know. I'm so excited. I love a mild. Well, this as, as do I. And again, you know, mild. this is why, obviously, two of a lovely birthday pack. But when I saw this, I, I went for a lovely little jaunt up to Bath to... Uh, to do a little bit of beer sourcing. And I saw the dark ruby model. I, I genuinely, I saw it on the shelf. I'm like, hang on a minute. That isn't craft beer in inverted commas. What is going on? Exactly. Exactly. That is actually intriguing. And, a, you know, a good mild done well is a beautiful thing. And I suppose to be fair, you know, giving us the malt bill, that is all that matters for a mild. The hot, the hops in this are only going to be for bittering, let's be honest. But I have to say, one thing I will draw attention to is the addition of rye. I love rye in a beer. That's quite exciting. It's, it's a wonderful collaboration of malts there for our collaboration beer. Mm. And yeah, if I move slightly over to the, yeah. the can artwork, there's it's a an wonderful... exciting malt bill there. I mean, the, the, the theme is sort of olive green, really, by and large. Yeah. Which is not That's necessarily insane. a colour I'd put with a mild um but it also kind of follows on with this wonderful sort of comic booky cell-based story of the diamond that we saw previously from the person and then you see a person rising up from the, yeah. the diamond there's a wonderful cyclic theme there but then fundamentally you have a, a yeah birthday balloon with a seven on it on a plant with someone saying that's pretty and yeah it, it, it really is but I don't really get yeah. it. <laughs> no, but maybe we don't have to. Maybe, maybe something... we don't have to. And if my descriptions maybe we are just not have doing to enough... say this beer is a diamond and that's all we need to do. Well, we really hope it is. <laughs> we really hope it is. And if my descriptions are not doing enough for you, as always, the uh, the pictures of the beers and the cans will be available on our Instagram page. But I think we've probably yeah. talked enough and I really want to get this mold open and, and, yeah, and so do I. see what it looks like. I'm pouring at the ground here. Let's do it. I mean, that's a pretty desperate pouring. You're in your garage at the moment, which is concrete based. So I hope your fingers are okay. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Lovely and cool. Unlike you. <laughs> Entirely fair comment. And again, active in the glass. Tis, it's got a beautiful colour to it. Oh, it's got that wonderful quintessential traditional oh, ruby yes. mild colour to it. Mm, but then that colour, nutty brown. Yeah, but then that oh. colour is really nicely bleeding into the head as well. Yeah, you know, through the side of the glass, yeah. you've got that wonderful off-white, but you know, almost sort of hazelnutty brown. But then actually, when you exactly. look at the top, it's it's sort of ever so slightly paler still. It's you know, it's. An intriguing oh. head that you've almost got a two-tone going on. It's yeah, it's lovely. It's sort of a slightly cappuccino-y head. Ooh. 
And again, like, lovely uneven like, bubbles. It's, it's dissipating quite nicely, but sitting proudly at the same time. It absolutely is. It's looking fabulous, as I have to say, and it is smelling fabulous as well. It is. I'm really getting lots of nuttiness and sort of brown bread and a slightly spicy, earthy note that I think is coming from the rye. What I love that, oh, that's terrific. I'm I'm getting exactly the same from you on the nose, but it's I'm not gonna say it's all quintessentially malty because that's a fucking misnomer, really. It's it's all coming from the malt. Isn't it? Um <laughs> but there's that wonderful historic classical bready notes, mm. which again feels like an umbrella over everything. And I don't mean it to be, but it's it it just it encompasses all of that whilst being so traditionally wonderful at the same time. Yeah. This is absolutely, this is a modern take on, let's be honest, a 19th century style of beer. And I love that. Absolutely. I, th I think that's really cool. And I'm really excited to taste it. Can we taste it now, please? Can we, can we, can we? It's so nice for that shoe to be on the other foot for once. <laughs> yes. Yes, we can. Yay. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh. Oh, oh, baby. That is glorious. That is... <laughs> depth in tradition. It's bloody superb. Because it's, got, it's ticking all those boxes you want from a really good traditional beer. But there's something, and I can't quite put my finger on it. There is something that is just lifting it ever so slightly. Oh, oh yeah. No, I'm sorry. You're you're gonna have to do all the talking for this review. I'm in my happy place. Sure, I'm not used to this. <laughs> um, okay. Um, oh, this is just so my kind of beer. I love this. This is intriguing. This is genuinely intriguing. I'll I'll, I'll give him a minute to find his words because it's not often he struggles, and I'm kind of flabbergasted by the fact that he is struggling for words because I'm not used to it. In every walk of life, Yummy. not just being, he normally has something to say, but somehow, um, <laughs> yeah, we've we've we're gonna go, we're gonna swap roles apparently, and I'm gonna wax lyrical. Um, this is absolutely delightful, though. Possibly from Does the that way mean we I can go to it. sleep. No, that <laughs> this is wonderful. I mean, it it is mild as you would want the beer style to be. It has that wonderful ruby color that sort of hits every note. I don't know enough about malts to try and pick out every single one. I, I'm I'm not even going to try. I, I I'm barely competent in trying to pick out different hops, and that's a whole other story. But they are all working wonderfully, and I'm sure my learned friend will, or at least Matthew, if I can't find him, <sighs> will talk about what's going on <laughs> with the different malts in All the different right, flavor profiles. to reality in a minute. But, but there is a wonderful ride, like we talked about with the esters and everything else that was going on the previous one. There are lovely different points in the mouthful that just ride so nicely. It carries on with that wonderful sort of dryness from the rye and the crystal rye. has that wonderful bready deep note that you would want from a ruby mild. And it's just an absolute delight to drink. And we didn't talk much about it with the first beer, but the mouthfeel of this 
ride so nicely. The mouthfeel of the first one was excellent as well. And actually, hats off to LHG and the collaborations they're doing to 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 carry on with a fantastic mouthfeel in what they're doing. But certainly with a mild, which is actually 5.7%, dare I say, for a traditional mild, is probably hitting a little bit strong. I'd say it is, yeah. Um, it, it's it's not losing its drinkability for it. Let's put it that way. No, this is dangerously sessionable. Oh, dearie me. Okay, right. I'm. I'm Have you composed yourself now? Are you ready? Uh, just barely. <laughs> um, Have okay. you changed your trousers? Are you ready? <laughs> trousers are changed. I'm all clean. You're going to have to cut that. No, I'm not. Um, so <laughs> I think the Marisotta is providing a really good base here. That's an absolutely classic, classic malt used in so many traditional types of ale, especially things like milds and bitters. Um, but this 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 is a ruby mild that's really almost drinking like an ESB. Um, and you know how much I love an ESB. You also me SP. I, <laughs> I do. And I think I think it's the rye that's really giving it that depth. Like I said, I love rye in a beer, and this is just working so well for me. It's got a beautiful mm, creamy softness on the mouthfeel. Absolutely just glides across your palate. But then that rye is just adding a couple of a couple of sort of more staccato notes in there, if you like. Mm. It's um, it's it's adding a, a, a sort of spiky earthiness and spiciness in there that sort of cuts through the the gentle wafting nutty bready multi notes. You know, it 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 adds it adds a darker tone that and a drier tone that takes the edge off the sweetness and and just balances this beautiful and really elegant beautifully and elevates this beer um to to just another level this is so much more than just a mild there's so much more going on here i, I can't tell you how excited i am by this do you know what and i agree with you and i think i'm going to go back to the fact that it is a it is an independent modern brewery mm-hmm doing something so traditional that I think is yeah. lifting it in such a way that I never thought possible. Absolutely. It's a thoroughly modern take on a really old fashioned traditional style. That's brilliant. And it just, it lifts it to, to sort of a, a new place. It kind of merges these, these old, a couple of old fashioned styles in a way um, in, in a really beautiful way. And, and I think it, again, this is just such incredibly competent brewing that has gone into this. Do you know what? And, and that's the thing. And and dare I say, it's, it's only making me realise now, we, you know, we have over the last sort of series and a half, series and two thirds, thereabouts, now, ish. we've gone sort of for the, the wonderful indie breweries that are doing weird and wonderful things. And, and actually, mm. I, I'm going to take a moment. I'm going to tip my hat to all of the lovely independent small brews that are actually working really hard with the traditional brews that we don't really, well, we haven't so far mm. highlighted on this podcast and, and they are doing amazing things and they're keeping wonderful traditional recipes alive. Um, 
and and this is a wonderful example yeah. of that. You know, this is maybe a slightly different, yeah. slightly lift above, but you know, maybe maybe we should think carefully about in future episodes sort of trying to do something a little bit more trad. Because yeah, maybe there there are amazing because breweries out those... there that are doing those in slightly new and weird ways. And it was it was knowing what yeah. as I say, as I said earlier, you know, knowing what LHG do with their fantastic sours and their stouts and their dark beers and everything that they do that are so wonderfully at the forefront of what a lot of indie breweries are doing. And it's what we love. It's what we enjoy doing on this podcast. But it's, it's really nice to actually just sort of look back and tip a little bit of a hat to something that is so quintessentially traditional. Yet at the same time, so forward thinking in what they've done with it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, some of these, some of these traditional recipes are you know, a century old or more. You know, oh, yeah. th- there's a reason they've lasted that long. Do you know, the one thing this reminds me of more than anything, and this is a huge compliment, is a few years ago, I was at a, um, I was at a beer festival and I was at the, there, there was a, a lovely little section of it that was being run by Fuller's. We've all heard of. I was with you. Yes, I know. But I'm telling the story. Well, we could have said we were at. <laughs> no, this is my story. Piss we, off. we, yes, all right. At. We were at. We were both very drunk, and I'll be honest, I've very drunk. I was utterly shit faced. <laughs> absolutely, you were bloody. I'm, I'm going to add to this because you can tell your story. I fell asleep on the train twice and somehow woke up at the right times to get off the train. I'm glad I didn't end up in Penzance. <laughs> I don't. I still don't know how you did that. I have yeah, no you idea. Were, you were absolutely cloistered. Um, I will say I so, got my money's worth. <laughs> and if I'm entirely honest, I did maybe so slightly forget who I was at the beer festival with because I was also incredibly drunk. There you so, go. Yes, we, we were together and I remember we... you telling me how much in pain you were the next day on your WhatsApps. I'm just yep. going to say that right now. Oh, come on. Let's face it. We both were. So we were enjoying some beers with Fuller's and they had some there cheese pairings as well. Do you remember that? The cheese? I do oh remember God, the cheese. so lovely. It was a good Do you remember day. they had that, the vintage beer, the past master's edition the past masters vintage ale where they they had redone an a, like 150 year old recipe and there was this they had this they gave us this bottle of beer we tasted <laughs> a bottle of uh, we tasted a beer that was 100 pounds a bottle we had more than one bottle of it as well i yeah, remember that it, it was so good I mean, as i say I mean, this, we got this, our money's worth yeah, we really did this was this is a rare beer okay um and it was absolutely glorious and it was kind of like an esb style basically this, I think, is the closest I've come to that since. And that is a very big compliment indeed. That is seriously high praise. I mean, seriously damning praising to Fuller's because I think they probably regretted inviting us to the beer and cheese pairing at that point. <laughs> um, they, <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that was a good business decision, but they didn't see us it coming. Really, it really wasn't. This was before <laughs> we even thought about doing the podcast oh, as well. Me. So. No, yeah. I do I do remember that. Thing, so I wax really. lyrical about that. It's why I love the beer festival in what it does. I mean, yeah, okay. You know, love what Fuller's did that that year, but it's actually a huge tip of the hat. And it, you know, this is going out long after the London Craft Beer Festival of the summer, but they do other venues over the course of the time. Um, it's a wonderful forefront and a wonderful um sort of stage for them to really highlight, showcase all the sort of things that they're doing and 
I, I agree with you, actually. This is the first time in a long time I've had a really traditional recipe, but it's also the first time in a long time I've had a really traditional recipe that's made me actually think, holy crap, this is exactly, really good stuff. Right. The, the, it's the first time in a long time we've had one that's been so exciting. Oh, that's seriously. What really gets me. Yeah. Well, in that case, what are you going to rate it? Four. Absolutely no question. This has nice. to be. Nice. I like it. I love the confidence that you have on that as well. There's no no prevaricating, no umming and ahhing about this. This is absolutely getting a four and it bloody deserves it. And it's going to get a four from both of us. There's nothing more I can say on that, to be completely honest with you. Hell yeah. It's it's outstanding. It really, really is. And as I said, a huge tip of the hat to modern meets traditional. Yeah, absolutely. You know how sometimes... Oh, you know how sometimes you stumble across a beer that just renews your faith in beer. You know, because we we taste a lot of beers a lot of the time. And, a you lot know, sometimes of beers. It's it's easy occasionally when you've been sort of inundated with loads of new ones in a short space of time to become a bit jaded. But yeah, this this is one of those ones that really gets you fired up and excited again. It's outstanding stuff. It really, really is. Yeah. And you know, a huge thank you for both beers from left-handed giant you know yeah it's, and your collaborators as and well. and your collaborators but it's lovely Absolutely. to see i mean we've seen various birthday packs from various breweries over the mm. last couple of years particularly but you know over the Very years true. and i certainly it's the first time that i can think of where we've seen some lovely you know birthday beers that haven't been weird and wonderful and trying to push the boat out on what a brewery can do, but they've actually been a lovely tip back to what things can be done traditionally. You know, the Belgian pale is a wonderful tradition from elsewhere, from Belgium, obviously. And, you know, the Ruby Mild is is a wonderfully quintessential traditional English beer. Classic's done well. It's like a nod to where we come from. Exactly. And it's it's so, and actually, you know, tip the hat to LHG, it's so different to what a lot of breweries are trying to do with their birthday beers. It is true. This is this is remarkably low key, but you know what? It's bloody good. These are it's, really cracking quality beers, and that's all. That no matters. less special for it, really. Yeah, let's face it. No, you're you're damn right there. You're damn right. So yeah, well done, LHG. Um, sorry, that sounded really patronising. Thank you, LHG. I should say, <laughs> you don't need me to tell you well done, for goodness sake. Um, and no, thank don't. you, thank you to your collaborators, and uh, thank you to where did we get these from again? Uh, do you know, what? I'm going to take over at this point because I got these for us. Um, you know, and actually, I'm, I'm going to uh, just make a little mention before we get there. These are two of the three seventh birthday beers. Uh, sadly, I wasn't able to get hold of the third. Yeah, is it? Um, the third was uh, one called The Good Times, which was a hazy IPA with track brewery and again you know breweries are doing so many things with uh with ipas particularly hazy ipas i I, you know what is having had these two it's made me want to try and find it all the more yeah definitely but dare i say we've probably had the two that would have excited me more than i can see yeah i i can dare i say hazy ipa is something that everyone does yeah and i'm sure i'm sure it's delicious but yeah I, i know what you mean but to see a Belgian pale, to see a dark ruby mild, they they are quintessentially special with what we can do. These and are maybe um, more exciting ones. Really for is. us anyway. It is. And a huge weird those like us. 
But beardy weirdies like us. Yeah. That's B-E-E-R-D. Why not B-E-A-R-D? Ah, I see what you did there. Um, (laughs) Huge thank you to the wonderful little shop of Kingsmead Street Bottle in Bath. Uh, Lovely. It's tucked away. If you don't know it's there, you'll miss it. So do look it up. Kingsmead Street Bottle Shop in Bath. Please do. Well worth Um, a visit. A huge... I mean, absolutely. A huge, huge thank you to Left-Handed Giant for all the beers we've had for you. And I, I can't believe it's taken this long for you to actually feature on the podcast. Yeah, but I'm quite I'm glad you finally well, have. Let's make sure it isn't the last time. Oh, it definitely won't be. Not going to be huge, the first and only. Huge thank you to your collaborators, St. Mars of the Desert and New Barns. Um, outstanding stuff and i'm yeah, gonna keep an eye on them as well you know we say it's a wonderful little tucked away bottle shop in bath it, 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 you know it gives us praise and reason to say actually if you are somewhere sometimes it takes a little bit of time just to find where your little quirky weird and wonderful yeah. independent shops are because find the little tucked away ones you you must and you must continue supporting your independence like i know you do yeah i know i'm already preaching to the converted when i say that exactly but that's why we love you we do and it's not necessarily always obvious where they are yeah so search them out because you do you as you say you do have to do that and you know what it's so much more rewarding than just going onto some great big soulless website it is and yeah dare i say to sort of fight against it although that's really fundamentally where we started try and think against those ideas of the beer subscription websites where they'll send you however many a month and you'll drink them and they'll be okay and you'll enjoy them and then you forget them and then you very much forget them because that's the sort of beers that they're going to give you go out go out and source your wonderful little independent Absolutely. bottle shops, even if they are online based, but they're local. And even if they're not local to you, if they're a small independent company that does nationwide delivery, if you're stuck in the back and beyond and you're unable to get somewhere, Someone go and find it, go and support them because exactly. there are wonderful teams of wonderful people yeah. that are doing wonderful jobs of having these amazing beers on their shelves and all for yeah. you to enjoy. All so go, enjoy. Just go, go my children, them. and discover. And if you get stuck, ask us. <laughs> yeah, what he said. <laughs> to be fair, what he said, and yeah, well, you know, it's not something we've we've had a lot of. But if you are listening and you're unsure, do please just yeah. pop us a line. If you want a recommendation or for us to steer you in the direction of something or someone, get in touch. We'll help. We're happy to. We'll try. Certainly try to. We drink yeah, exactly. enough of it. We should be able to recommend we you. We should be able to dispense a little bit of advice. We should be hope. able to. And and those of you that are stuck in the back and beyond and are relying on someone for a little... For a living. <laughs> and one of us tries to pretend he does whilst just being a professional... Sorry, functioning... Sorry, professional... No, alcoholic. Which one? I don't know. Yeah, you, there's no qualifier in front of that, I'm afraid. Sorry. <laughs> I like beer. That's all I'm saying. But if you I are stuck in the back and beyond and you are unable for whatever reason to get to a local beer shop or bottle shop or tap room or whatever it might be, or there room. is that wonderful little shop 
in Royston that oh, sells you that, that one. Cambridge Beer Royston. No, wait, that's our mission still. Yes. No, oh, joking aside, I, I, I know I take the piss out of him. I do. I I, I enjoy doing it. I really do. Oh, we know. But there is a wonderful curated selection of beer at Cambridge Wine Royston that if you're local, brilliant. You can pop in, you can chat to someone, you can find something you like. And if you're not local, you can pop online and they do nationwide delivery. You can find something you like. But if you're still unsure, as we've already said, give them a ring. If you're really unlucky, Matt will pick up the phone. Exactly. And if you're Try unsure not to get too starstruck. Well, and if you're unsure, just ping us a message on our Instagram or on our uh, email, which is boozerinthebrain at gmail.com, and we'll we'll give you some ideas. Exactly. You may we'll not necessarily like all of them. Entirely. You may not necessarily like all of them, but we'll give you some ideas. Absolutely. Hell, and if, if not, we can show you what to avoid as well as what to go for, then that's half the battle won. Well, possibly. And also, if not, <laughs> just keep listening to us dribbling absolute shite and maybe you'll find something you like. Exactly. Exactly. You might even learn a thing or two, such as, my goodness, how much shite those two dribble. And so, after our longest and least indulgent outro ever. With that said... <laughs> There's not much for me to do except say from me, Boozer. And me, the brain. Hopefully we've not put you off from listening again. Here's hoping. Bye-bye.